There it is, Barrett. The red light is on <laughs> for a Thursday on the middle. Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks, and, uh, you know, we got we're getting closer to the divisional round of the playoffs this weekend, which, you know, I know the Eagles are not involved. I get it. But, you know, I'm still interested, and I know you are. Bro, I'm and excited. To me, anybody that really loves football should still be interested. This this oh. uh, this scenario where your team is no longer involved, and then you stop watching. Right. I can I get that with some of some of the sports because I'm sort of the same way. Um, like it's tough for me to really have interest in the major league baseball playoffs if the Phillies, you know, have been out of it since early August. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I just I don't have a whole lot of zeal for baseball anymore anyway, for various reasons, all of which are justified. Um, but the NBA, like if the Sixers were not a playoff team and we were thinking about, you know, the draft again, like we were for so many years during the process uh, stuff, I would not be paying one lick of attention to the NBA. Now, it's a bad night for me, a bad day for me to say that after Joel Embiid goes for 50 last night in 28 minutes and set an NBA yeah. record. Crazy, uh, right? For his performance. Was, you know, first player ever to get 50 points, 10 rebounds in less than a certain amount of minutes or something. So good for him. He was tremendous, and they needed uh, pretty much every one of them to beat the Orlando Magic last night. But I, I was talking to Xander before the show. I'm not that interested right now. Even, you know, I'll talk about him and his great performance, but I'm not that interested in what happens to the team until they trade Ben Simmons. The, the thing that gets me going is reading these rumors, which we're going to discuss one of them later on today, because Keith Pompey at Philly.com's got this stuff in there that's about the Sacramento Kings. And that kind of stuff interests me, like because I can't get invested this year knowing that Ben Simmons is long gone and Tobias Harris might be part of this thing too. So I want to, I want to get the new team together so I can get pumped up about it. If, does that make any sense? Makes a hell of a lot of sense, man. All right. You, 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 <laughs> we, we got to get rid of this football stuff first. And then after that, we're going to, right. you know, who's going to get drafted. But right now, at, you know, these divisional games are, are, are great games. I mean, how could you not want to watch this games, these games this weekend? Right, this that's what I mean. Like, I believe the NFL, it's like, it doesn't matter for me that the Eagles, of course, we'd rather have the Eagles in it, of course. But since they're not, it doesn't really uh, deter me from being excited about this weekend's football. Like, I'm fired up to, you know, to get into these games on late Saturday afternoon, you know, and I know you are. So I just, I'm just curious to see what other people think about that. Because to me, it, it, it's certain sports. Like, I can't get cranked up so much about hockey at all and i'll watch some of the playoffs if there's a great matchup that i think is going to be really good i'll watch in on some of the games but the flyers i mean they're they're not worth my time and they shouldn't be worth anybody's <laughs> time personally right now i saw somebody posted a video uh from inside the arena the other night against the islanders and uh um showing like the lack of crowd i mean there was more so many empty seats which never used to be the case with them finally people are waking up you know to the fact that this organization isn't worth your hard-earned cash or your mental and uh, you know investment okay they're not they're just not worth it don't pay attention to them well i'm telling you don't they they, they they've done it to themselves yes they have uh, you know the lack of since the old man passed away the total lack of disrespect that this this um, you know, this team has shown to 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 their team is is crazy, man. Yeah, 
They're just all about making a dollar and trying to sell his team. Right. It was all as about opposed to putting a great product on the, on the, uh, on the ice. Yeah, it's the stupid mascot. That's the yeah. only thing they've done in the last couple of years that got any attention. So Gritty got the most attention out of everybody. Exactly. Not El Capitan or no, anybody else. By the way, I think I think he's finally going to waive his no trade clause and get out of here and go to a, <laughs> go to a team that he can actually maybe win a cup with. Uh, I right, think that's right. probably the, the next big shoe to drop. But anyway, uh, we'll talk. We're going to talk football today. We're going to have one of my favorite people on who I haven't had the chance to talk to in quite a while. Uh, but it's always great talking football with this guy. He did some radio with him. Um, and uh, he's just, you know, he's, he was a friend. And he's, he's still a friend. And I can't wait to have him on. He's Randy Brown, who is now the uh, – he's been the specialist's coach for the Baltimore Ravens for, for a, a long time. And he started with the Eagles uh, when uh, when John Harbaugh was there, and they're they're fast friends. And when he, Harbs went to Baltimore, he brought Randy with him as like a kicking specialist, like a consultant type of thing. And now he's worked that into a full time role, uh, you know, working with all the specialists. And now you know it's, he's passed it down to his son Tyler, Tyler Brown, who now works with the Eagles and works with Jake Elliott. Uh, Tyler worked at the University of Michigan for Jim Harbaugh with the kickers, and it's kind of a family thing. We're going to talk with Randy about all things football and also his daughter, who's an a incredible talent uh, vocalist, Ryan Brown. We'll talk about a bunch of different stuff with Randy at noon. I'm looking forward to that, Barrett. I know you know uh, Randy well, too. Oh, that's my guy. You know, I, I coached with him um, over a summer. Uh, while I was down with the Ravens doing their internship program. And um, Harper actually asked me to stay. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to stay and, and continue coaching. I mean, that's when they had like Marshall Yonder and those guys down there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, well, he was I actually a guard. had an opportunity to He was to stay a guard, as- wasn't he? Yes. And, yeah, he was good, man. He was great. Yeah. And and I wanted – I was going to stay, but I was thinking I just retired from the NFL like two years, two or three years earlier. Uh, I've been away from my family, you know, a long time, you know, with playing in the NFL for 12 years. I wasn't going to be that selfish and just, you know, check out. All right, Penguin AZ, appreciate you, bro. Um, but, yeah, thank you, Penguin AZ, with a super chat up there. But I just couldn't, I just, you know, I couldn't do it because I didn't know how long these coaching staff stay or, you know, how, you know, how all this stuff goes if I had to move down or yeah. whatever, you know. So, I mean, right. I just, you know, I probably should have stayed there because Harbaugh's still there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, and, and it would have probably been a great, great. Um, it'd been a great thing for me to do that if I'd have just stayed there and did it. No, but I you bring up a good it. point. It's like that's something you know. If you're established with a family and you got roots in a certain right. place, and then all of a sudden, you know, you know, you're in your uh, late thirties, early forties, whatever it is, and you start you know, thinking about coaching. It's like you had better be uh, prepared in case. Things change, like you say, and they can change on a yearly basis. Uh, get ready to move around a lot. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So I didn't want to all that. Yeah. You got to be totally tied in. Plus the the requirements. You know how many hours you have to spend going out there and trying to, you know, be the best you can be. You can't go in there and be half-assed. You got to mm-hmm. go out there with the intention of, of being great. Yeah, that's the only way you can have some staying power. You got these kids got to believe in you. Well, these men have to believe that you you want to make them better. Right. The only way you can do that is continue to stay vested in what's going on out there. So the time requirements were just kind of crazy because I mean, I have to be at work at, at six in the morning mm-hmm. and then I wouldn't leave until like uh, Harbaugh had us there during training camp. We probably wouldn't leave until like nine o'clock at night. That's right. So, I, I mean, I was I was later for that. 
<laughs> yeah. like, no. <laughs> I mean, all you got to do is pull up some of these Wikipedia pages of some of these college coaches, right? Right. And look, exactly. and look at the, you know, the resume, if you will, on the right hand side of where they've been. And, you know, nine times out of 10, they're going to have like 15 jobs listed. And the, the first six or seven were one year deals, you know, and where they moved <laughs> right. from this college to this college and boom, you know, as a, a grad assistant on up to this kind of, you know, position coach. And they're just constantly moving around. So that's a different life, man. I, you know, I respect it. I couldn't do it, man. So yeah, instead I decided to be on the middle with you. <laughs> right. We're, we just sit in our basement. Okay. We don't move. People are like, where do you do the show from, man? I, I, my house. I go, I never leave my house. Right. Right. Like, right. That's right, awesome. Right. That's awesome. It wasn't like this before, though. No, but we used great. to have to put it in. We used to have to put in time. I know. I know. But, you know, since the pandemic, you know, one of the good things about it is I only have to go to my uh, lower floor. I leave the house to go play golf or go to the liquor store or get my hair cut once a month. That's about it. <laughs> Honestly, that's it. That's the list. I, I do. I do a little more than that. Yeah, I'll get out. <laughs> I'll get I'll get out a little bit. But I but I don't go far. I don't even go as far as you go. I might go out and work on a car or something like that. Right. Or maybe right. go fishing. But I'm not you know, hey, I don't have to leave and go anywhere for real, for real. All right. Now, here's something on the stream here. Uh, Judson. Penn Stone, which is a new name. We appreciate you checking in. He goes in all caps. We need to trade Miles Sanders. Whoa. Barrett. That's one out of the left field. I haven't heard people clamoring to trade Miles Sanders. Well, why would you trade him at this point? You, you, we haven't used him enough. We haven't gotten anything out of him yet. I uh, know. I still think he's got a lot of game left. Don't you? I think so also. I mean, it's not the same situation they have down in Dallas right now where Zeke Oh yeah, you know he, he, he's Making probably going to have money. to take a pay. They said he's going to have to get take a pay cut, or, I mean, or he won't sitting, be on the team, right? Right, right, yeah. right. So, um, I, I can't see us doing that. I can't see them yeah. doing that at this. Sanders point. is signed for one more year for one point seven million dollar cap hit. You that's ain't getting cheap. rid of that guy. No, uh, that's cheap. Yeah, that's real cheap. They, in fact, they may end up re-signing him. What 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 would you think of that? Like, do do, do they at this point in the off season, knowing he's got one more year left? Do they extend him, or they don't they him, do that with running backs? They don't usually do that with running backs. Extensions, yeah. you know, especially with, you know, with him being hurt as much as he was his past three years, it'd be tough for them to go out there and, and really give him some money when running backs just don't have longevity I know. in the league. Most of them you don't. Know? Yeah, yeah, most of them don't. Yeah. So you yeah. know, it'd be hard pressed for them to do that, especially with his injury history already. Right. Um, right. And maybe that's what upsets this fan. He, you know, he gets hurt and. You know, well, like, he hasn't had a thousand yard season yet. I know. Well, maybe he won't. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe so won't. why do you extend a guy that doesn't even have a thousand yard season? No, but I'm saying he wants to trade him. He wants to get rid of him. Right. Well, I don't get rid of him either because he's cheap. Yeah, he's too yeah. cheap right now. They'll yeah. play this out, get as much as they can out of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kevin so. Bloomfield said, does the wife do the shopping maze? Absolutely. Every Monday night, I have to walk out into the driveway and get the bags out of the car and bring them into the house. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Now, we, I found something. I know I sent this to you, and I got to congratulate you, actually, uh, because I sent this to you in the email, not knowing if you could actually view it. 
but you have signed up for ESPN Plus, and yes. now you're privy to some of this stuff that we could talk about on the show. Plus, Man in the Arena. I binge watched three episodes of it. <laughs> I stopped right after. I stopped right after they beat my Steelers. I was on that team. Uh-huh. I was in that game. They beat us in the championship game. Talking about pissed. I had wow. went out. You know that we. Had, we killed them. That was I mean, the one we, in Pittsburgh, right? That yeah, was in we Pittsburgh. crushed yeah. them early in the year. Early in the year, with when they on like a twenty-one game winning streak, right? And we came, we hit them in the mouth, bro. We, I mean, we were just out physical. We ran the ball on them, and we made them like it. So I'm thinking, you know, we're in the championship game, you know, and and um, you know, we're gonna beat them. I actually went out and bought some new clothes to go down to, uh, you know, play the Eagles in the Super Bowl. It's gonna be all Pennsylvania Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. When I bought new clothes, you know, you know. So when I get down there, you know, I can look fly. I had to return all of it. <laughs> oh, you returned they, it. They spanked us. Oh, so spanked you returned us. it. So you didn't even just like say, no, I'm going to at least uh, have the clothes. No, 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 no. I couldn't handle that, man. No. I couldn't handle that. No, I, I had to let all that go. So was that I mean, that was depressing. That, that was, uh, you kind of pre-spent your Super Bowl bonus. Right. And then you had to take it back because there's no I bonus. I had to get it back yeah. with no bonus. Okay. <laughs> I had to get it back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, we were 16 and one at the time, man. 16 and one. Yeah. You know, we were feeling ourselves 16 and one going into this championship game with the team that we were about to play. We just spat, yep. spanked them in like week seven, week eight round there. It right. was Halloween day. That's right. Yeah. Halloween. And day, in that man. episode, didn't Brady say that, that they kicked our ass? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did. It. And, 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 and they were sick. You know, we, they had the flu and everything, you know, they, you know, they weren't filling up to it. Right. Um, they booked the hotel cause they had to get here a week early, I me mean, a day earlier. So they were in yeah. a trash hotel. That was back when the flu was the flu. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that was for the good old days. That's when you just had some aches and pains and, you know, sneezing exactly. a little bit, yeah. you know, but, uh, yeah, they came out, man. And they made us like it, man. They stopped our running game. I don't know how they did it, but they stopped our running game. And, uh, we just had we just had a bad game, and we were going back and forth. But I think that's the, that's the beginning, that's the start of when we um, when 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 Spygate really, you know, came into being. Because I can remember running out on the field, and they were calling the plays before we even got the plays. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, how do they know this? And that's if you heard if you heard what they were saying, they were like, um, yeah. Um, you know, we we watched a lot of film. We knew what's going to happen. You know, we we knew like if if these three guys moved at the same time, I know they were going to do this. I had to check out of it to go to this. Mm-hmm. That's when all that stuff started because they had great intel, right, from taping practices, right, of teams during certain situational football, right, different personnel groupings and yeah. stuff, and you know, pre-snap yeah. motions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, stuff Which they hadn't showed. They'd be they hadn't tells. showed in the regular season. Yeah. But Belichick tells him about something that they hadn't done. And if you say, if you see these three guys move at the same time, you know this is going to happen. You're going to have to get us out of this. Right. How does he know that? Uh-huh. He told on himself. <laughs> Watch it. Man in the arena. If you, if you see these guys moving, check out. <laughs> check out. Yeah, it's great, though. I tell you. Yeah, you, you're, you yourself, are, you're addicted to it now. Oh, I'm, in. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I started yeah. to watch something this morning, but I said, you know what? No, I'm going to go ahead and work out. So I got me a good workout in instead right. of watching it. Right. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally invested in it, man. That's a great call by you. 
you know, Good. great call well, by you. So, well, I, I just love all this. They do such great production of it. You know, it's, yeah, it's like an NFL films kind of yep. thing. It's like a 30 for 30 kind of deal, yep. um, which is really, you know, good stuff to me. All right. I, now I stumbled upon this long, long story long, as Barrett would say, uh, this ESPN plus article that said an NFL executive predictions for 2022. So they spoke to some, I believe he's an AFC uh, front office executive uh, about what he thinks the 10 biggest stories, I think there's 10. Yes, it's for, 10. For the yep. offseason will be. And the number one, at least the, I don't know if there's, these are in order of importance. They're, they aren't to us, but um, the first one I see here is that the Colts will think long and hard about replacing Carson Wentz, but yes. ultimately they'll decide to keep him. Well, I, I think the major reason why they're saying that is because if you if you if you let him go, he counts less against the cap than if you keep him. Hmm. He's like thirty something million against the cap. I mean, um, twenty something million against the cap if you keep him. Right. But it's only fifteen million if it's if dead you let money. Him go. Right. Yeah. Right. So dead money, you you end up paying only fifteen million. And you still gonna pay a salary, but it only counts fifteen million. That's right. less money than if you keep him. You could sign another player to replace him. You save thirteen million dollars if yeah. you let him go, which is kind of strange. Well, it's very strange. Yeah, I mean, how does that all work out? I don't know. That it's just crazy with this cap stuff, and this is why you know I do respect Howie Roseman a lot for his ability to understand all right. the ramifications of it. Because here, you know, we we traded him. And it cost us $34 million on our cap this year. But right. yet if the Colts found a way to get rid of him, trade him, or cut him, they'd actually save money. Save so it's, money. It's, it's bizarro. That's but. crazy. They would save money cutting the guy that they, you know, basically said, all right, we're going to ride him into the future. Gave him a first-round pick for him. Mm -hmm. You know, a first and a third. So, you know, I, I thought we were – I thought we got the short end of the stick. You know, this time last year, I thought we were going to get the short end of the stick. No, and we were actually going to have did to, good. You know, be out of starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, this guy don't want to be here anymore. We lost our head coach. This should have been a disaster this year. And as we need to really put in perspective what we saw this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we went two and five. But we also made it to the playoffs. Team got an identity. Right. Now, Young guys got the experience of being in the playoffs. Do you, you know think, I mean? is, do you think that identity it will be the start of the season next year? Do you tough, think they'll start out that way? They'll start out being a tough football team. You know, not necessarily running the ball consistently like that, but they'll be a tough football team. That toughness, you you heard Brady talk about that all the time in Man in the Marina. Uh-huh. Tough football, tough football players. That's a different breed of, of guys you're going against when you're when you're playing against a tough team. It's hard when you play it against, you know, like for instance, the Colts. Yeah. The Colts were a finesse team. They were going to score a lot of points. They're going to finesse their way down the field. Their defense would, you know, nickel and dime you and stop you. They weren't a physical team. But that Patriots team, they were physical. You know, Steelers physical. Patriots at the time were physical. The Eagles were physical during that time. Dallas was physical during that time. But they eventually became a bad football team. Right. But physicality ruled the day back in those times. So – when you have that physical identity, teams know you're going to go lead the game beat up. They know you're going to lead the game with some guys that will be hurt. 
And that's tough, man, to play against a team like that because it changed your whole mindset. Even though you're not a tough football team, you got to go in and play against a tough team. You have to change who you are to play teams like that. Right. And that's something, you know, that you can, you know, if you're used to playing like that and the team has to change it to being like that, it's hard for you to continue that throughout the course of a game. When you're used to doing that throughout the course of a game, it, it bowls better for you. So I can't wait to see it, man. I right. can't wait to see it. Next now, year's going to be a pretty good year. I, I think so. I think, it's, you know, I'm already excited about it, to be honest with you. They can't come fast enough. Let's, right. let's just go. Let's roll the calendar forward. All right, number two. The Eagles will shop for a new quarterback in 2022, Barrett. That goes without saying. <laughs> he, we all know it. Well, this personnel evaluator said that, quote, he, meaning Jalen Hurts, doesn't see it fast enough as far as like diagnosing the defense and making the correct read on time. In other words, he's not processing what he's seeing at the line of scrimmage quite fast enough. Right. And that's why the Eagles will have a short patience with all these assets and they're going to start, they're going to look around. Even though Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni say that he's the quarterback for 2022, which right, they well, said let me, yesterday. Let me break this down. Go ahead. You know, all the quarterbacks that have come out the past couple of years are in the same boat. None of them see the field like older players, like, you know, the, the, um, you know, the, the guys, you know, even, you know, look at look at Marino and all those guys. They had to have a pre-snap read so they knew where the ball was going. They didn't mm -hmm. have the spread offense that these guys have. Right. All these kids coming out are in shotgun from spread offense, which doesn't give you an opportunity to really see what the defense is because they have to eventually go out there and play man or zone, one or the two. So once you're, once you're in that type of situation, you're not being taught that. You know, you're not being right. taught how to read defenses. Yeah. So that's why. And that's all college football. In all college like that's football, college yes. football. That's where college has been sort of evolving, some would say. Some would say devolving. I don't know. It depends on the way you look at it. Over the last 10, 15 years, really. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So when you're looking at you're looking at a guy coming out of the draft now, understand you're going to have to teach him how to read a defense. Mm. So eventually they'll teach Jalen Hurts how to go out there and get a pre-snap read. That's why, you know, I got to go back to man of the arena again. Mm -hmm. Brady says he can play till he's 50 years old. Why? Right. Because he already has the answers to the test. Right. When he lines up at the line of scrimmage, he already knows where the ball is going because he was taught by Belichick how to do those things. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, that was the blessing that he had because Belichick would share things to him that other coaches don't share. They don't yeah. know about. Maybe Bledsoe did too in the beginning. You know, I don't know. Probably did. Exactly. I, I, I think, you know, you watched that first episode was heavy Bledsoe because it all started with that situation. He seemed like a, a pretty good, he'd be a pretty good mentor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, yeah. he had to give the keys to the city, hand them, hand them over because he understood that he, you know, it's, it's not all about you. It's about right. the team. You know, he enjoyed those, you know, Super Bowl ring. I know, I know he enjoyed that. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, at the end of the day, these young quarterbacks, you know, all of them have to learn how to read defense. Even Allen with Buffalo. Even, even you know, even, look at uh, uh, um, what's going on in KC. Mm -hmm. He's Mahomes. just now yeah. learning. Patrick Mahomes is just now learning how to read defenses. 
Right. Andy he, is showing him how to read defenses. He now. just had such superior talent that he could sort of survive uh, on that exactly. for the first couple of years. Exactly. You know? You know, and the rest of that roster there. too was yep. stacked with playmakers. So yeah, just throw it up and, hit, and you know let the cheetah go get it. You know right. that's that's a different way. That's a different. Then you have a tight end that you know can sit down in the middle and run past uh, man coverage. You know when you have exceptional players like that, it's easier for you to go out there and be looking around and just get it to them because you're you're. You're used to throwing in those awkward positions, and you're used to right. being the best player on the field. But to Mahomes' credit, he didn't sit there and say, "Well, I'm I'm successful. We're successful as is. I don't need to change and sort of evolve and become a, a reader of defenses." You know, it's like you look at Mike Vick. You know, back in the day, had superior talent in the beginning, right? right. But he chose not to really become a student of the game, or he could have been. You know what I mean? Like he never sort of evolved. Right. Like Mahomes is evolving because he exactly. just said, I got enough talent with my arm and my legs. You know what I mean? Like Mahomes is taking it to the next step. Exactly. exactly. And that's what happened yeah. with Randall Cunningham. Right. RC. Right. RC was a better athlete. When I played with RC his last year here in Philly, mm-hmm. he was just such a, you know, a, a great athlete that he didn't have to go out there and learn the West Coast offense. So he didn't. Right. And it wasn't until he went to Minnesota and that's when he learned how to read defense. That's when he learned how to be patient hmm. and get the ball down the field to different guys, you know, that he really became a better quarterback. He didn't become a quarterback really until he got to Minnesota. Plus he had Chris Carter and Randy Moss. Well, that helps too. <laughs> and Just, Robert, Robert yeah. Smith, wasn't he the right, running back of that Smith, team? Yeah. Corey Stringer, offensive lineman, <laughs> right. McDaniels. Uh, Dude, they had a roster, man. <laughs> Yeah, they should have won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, they're, but, they're yeah. stupid kicker. See, if the, <laughs> if the Minnesota Vikings had Randy Brown on the staff, the yep. Vikings would have won the Super Bowl <laughs> that year because that damn kicker missed that kick. Gary in the, Anderson. N- in the NFC Championship at home against Atlanta. Exactly. Gary oh, Anderson. a joke. Anderson was my kicker my rookie year. Yeah, he, he had he, a great career, but that, I mean, God, he's he a to me all the time. He was from uh, South Africa. Yeah, and uh, and I was a rookie, and he's older. It's time. It was like his. It was like year sixteen for him. He's like, "Hey, Barrett, how you doing, Barrett?" I'm yeah. like, "What's up, man? Are you spending all that money, Barrett?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "No, I'm putting it up." <laughs> I wonder if he could have speak uh, spoken Afrikaan, which is right. that language they speak over in South Africa. Yes, it's, he could. Yeah, yeah, it's got like I, you can't understand a single nope. syllable that comes out of their mouth. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It, it was kind of funny how it sounded, you know, and it was almost like a little Irish with a little Australian with a little yeah. Bostonian in yeah. it. I mean, it was it was crazy how it sounded, but I'll I sit there and talk to him for hours. He would just tell me about stuff that happened, man. Him and yeah. him and uh, Hudson. Hudson was a was a long snapper. Okay, yeah, those you know, South Africans are crazy, man. Because I, I spent some time with a couple of guys down in Florida um, at a golf tournament, and there's about they were following all the South African dudes, which who I like on the tour too. And we were drinking beers the whole day, and these guys can drink. And oh, they, yeah, start, they started speaking in Afrikaan. And I was just like, I, thought, I go, dude, you guys are speaking in tongues. What are you saying? These guys were nuts, man. He, they, they were, he'd always be talking about, hey, you, you can't spend all the money, Barrett. Can't spend it all. You guys put a, put a little away. And we're sitting there talking to, and, uh, what was this, John Hudson? I think it was John Hudson. He was the long snapper for Okay. Us. And this dude was so good, man. He was so good that um, he would tell me, hey, uh, where do you want the ball at? He's going to snap it to me, long snap it to me from like, you know, PAT. Mm-hmm. He said, put it right here. All right, he said, I'm going to put it right here, but I'm going to have the laces pointed towards you. I said, dude, you can't do that. I was like, boom, and the yeah. laces were pointed towards me. Right, it's, it's like, like it's coming out of a jugs machine. 
right, you know right. I, mean? I said, put it right here. And the laces be pouring. I'm like, what? He yeah. did it like three times. Wow. Bro, uh, later on in the year, he came to me and said, I said, man, how did you learn to do that? Man, how did you get that good? He said, bro, I can put it wherever you want it, but I don't know how the hell those laces were pointed to what they were. <laughs> he didn't tell me until like halfway through the year that he was just lucky that time that oh, he did that it. Oh, is that right? <laughs> That's funny. Now I'm looking at the stream here. I see something from Colin Berger saying that you and I should do a fishing show. Um, oh, it'd be amazing with D Gun. They should do a fishing show with Barrett and D Gun. Oh, I guess I'm not involved in this. That's okay. They should do a fishing show with Barrett and D Gun. Call it Men at the Marina, not Man in the Arena, but Men, men at, the, at marina. the Marina. That would be perfect, man. Like and and your captain, captain checked yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. He, he checked in. He said, uh, T Fortuna goes, I guess Harry's going to have to start fishing. <laughs> I'll see it now. I'd you start fishing. That's no, all right. You would love fishing. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. would love fish. It, it, it's your flow, man. You're out there. You're out there jigging, man. Uh -huh. I mean, I, I just get I just get zoned in. Just zoned in. Bam. I just zoned in and just fish, man. We fish for hours and hours. Oh, no. and, I, and it seemed like it goes by like this. The only right. thing. When we're on our way out to where we're fishing at, bro, uh -huh. I take a nap as soon as we as soon as we get out the dock, mm -hmm. I'm asleep. And all he does is just take pictures of me while I'm asleep, man. I'm like, bro, Captain, leave me alone, man. <laughs> leave me alone. I am just dead. I'm gone. I'm asleep. And then on our way back, I'm asleep on the way back, man. Amazing. I don't know what it is. The water just makes me go to sleep, man. It just it just, it just relaxes me so much. But then once we hit it, it's time to start fishing. I go into a zone, bro. A zone. Mm -hmm. I'll fish all day. Rain, sleet, snow, cold. I don't care. I'll fish, bro. Well, uh, Kevin Savard says the D gun will bitch at me about hooks, etc. <laughs> he bitch at you about everything. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> he bitch about your glasses. Or why you got those glasses on when you're fishing? Or That's why fine. is that hat looking at? Is yeah. your hat turned to the side a little bit? And I'm like, <laughs> like, dude, let's fish, man. I beat him in a fishing show. We had a fishing show when I first uh, started quick slants with him. We had a fishing show, and I right. spanked him. He was pissed. I spanked him. Now, where did you fish? Out in the ocean or in like no, a, a pond? No, we fished right across the street from the uh, from the daggone um, Wells Fargo Center, that park right there. Oh, really? I'm surprised F we didn't catch FDR any dead bodies. FDR Park. Yeah, yeah. FDR Park. Yeah, the Neither one of us had a fishing like a, 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 a um, Pennsylvania fishing license, and we'd wow. be out there fishing, man, catching everything but what we were supposed to catch. Like I caught a carp one time. How do I, how do you catch a carp with a lure? I caught a man. carp. Uh, catching nothing but you know small bass and everything. Caught a couple snakeheads. I'm surprised I didn't bring in a dead body, bro. I know. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure there there's one down there that probably weighted <laughs> down with cinder blocks. Right. Yeah. And I, I brought up the jugs machine, and of course, 91 LSXers goes not jugs magazine. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> and then the captain look. The captain says, uh, 32 gallons. Yeah. An hour. So to drive out an hour. It's uh, those engines, 32 those gallons of gas. It yes, takes diesels. an hour. Wow. Yes. Like my yeah. boat, I have 3208s. His are bigger than mine. 32 gallons an hour, dog. Wow. 32 gallons. And I'm now how, how much would 32 gallons cost? Well, like what is it a five, gallon? Well, Four or fill, five to bucks? Fill his up, no, yeah, it's like five bucks. Five bucks. Yeah. So, to fill so that's his, 100, over $150 right there. Yeah. Yeah. hundred. Like, Wow. If we were to go out, if we would go out sail fishing or or go out and tuna fish, mm -hmm. you go out, you go all the way out to the um the the the, the what are they called the canyons, and that's about that's maybe 60, 70 miles away the canyons, right. and to go out there and come back, 
cost the cabin cost you about eight hundred dollars. What's that about three and a half hours each way? About four or five. Four. Oh, is it that long? Okay. Yeah. And 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 it, it's going to cost you every bit of eight hundred bucks to go out there. So you better wow. catch you a big fish. Yeah, you better come home with something. <laughs> Like some big ass tuna, or maybe even a marlin, or something like that. Right, right, yeah. right, right. You can't waste that. <clears throat> T for tuna says, "I hate to admit it, but Barrett is a good fisherman." No, <laughs> <He does. laughs> we have um for our dock, man. We have this um we have a um like a, a flounder fishing tournament. Right. We've won it the last two years in a row, and lat the year before last, his wife caught the flounder that won the tournament. She caught like a six pound um, flounder. This year we won it with my flounder. I mm-hmm. caught it. It was like a like five point four pounds. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I caught it, I'm bringing it in. As soon as they netted it, my captain came. Now he's only this tall up to me. He uh-huh. comes to give me a hug and he like knocks almost knocks my head off. You know he was so excited. This fish just won the dang tournament. You know he's, he's hype. Almost knocked my head off, man. Mm-hmm. We're sitting there fishing, and you know people that dock is so competitive that this one girl, her name is Kim. Mm-hmm. Kim is the greatest sports fan ever, but she's only like maybe five one, five two. Okay, greatest sportsman ever. Shorty, she's actually, yeah, she's actually a a, a a chemist. Oh, okay. But she, I, bro, she swears like she's a sailor, bro. Is that right? She cussed me out up and down about me catching this. Fish. Why? Because you, you caught she, a fish? Because she was pissed off. We won the tournament. <laughs> As soon wow. as I caught it, she made her and her husband and the rest of everybody, let's get out of here. They went and fished in another place. Wow. <laughs> we usually fish together. They went and fished in another place, man. That's how competitive she is, bro. That's that's pretty funny. All right. 0.9 miles to the gallon. That's what the, the, the boat gets. I, wow. You know what? If I if I didn't know not that even a mile. I bought the boat, that's what I'm saying. If I'd have known that before I bought the boat, I wouldn't have bought the boat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Now, 007 says Seth would smack Barrett with the fishing pole. You no. got you guys frustrate each other so much. We'd be rumbling. <laughs> no, nah, but he would pick his pole up and go to the other side of the boat. Is that is that right? Yeah. Now you reached out to him and he actually got back to you, right? Yeah, he got back to me. But he can't come on yet. No, for some in reason, fact, he's, right? He's on he's on another show right now. I think he's on his show. So and when when does he do his show? Well, he has to, he has a um, his his show um, on is on it's on um, Tuesdays, okay. Tuesday nights on Facebook, okay, and stuff. So he does that on Tuesday nights. So it's but just once he, a week. Yeah, his is oh, once a week. Oh, that's nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we we go two hours a day, five days a week. Once a week, dude. <laughs> Seth couldn't handle this uh, this schedule. No, uh-uh, there's no, no way. Plus, he would be he he kind of be pissed off with the stream too. <laughs> Once somebody started with him, he just stayed with it. Right, right. That he reminds me of him. a guy I used to work with. <laughs> we used to have the text board back in that day. It was this this uh, great invention with this program where you could just put it up on your computer and access it, and you'd give out the text you know, number or whatever. So these people, it was sort of like the stream. People would just be firing in stuff, right? Right. <laughs> so... Sure, you know, you know, it's only a matter of time till somebody takes a shot at him, right, and rips him. And once he saw that, I'm like, I could see it too. I'm like, oh god, I wish, I I wish I could just hide it, like just get rid of it, but I couldn't because I knew he was going to see it in three, two, one. Here we go, boom. He said, oh, so and so's ripping me on the text board, and then it became that became the whole show. 
was just him bitching about yeah, getting right. ripped. Oh, well, Harry, what does right. he know? I mean, Harry, what, what? It was just down the rabbit hole you go, <laughs> and, and the whole thing. And the program director would come in, like, during the breaks, like, or if I'd leave the studio, he'd be like, I mean, get him out of this. What is he doing? You know, and I'm like, dude, you can't get him out of it. I try to get him out, and he goes right back in. Like, there's no hope. Oh, so. good. Like my boy, like my boy Eitan. Right. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> Don't get me started. And by the way, I'm seeing some people on the stream saying that they're still invested in that Green Bay Packers bet for oh, the Super yes. Bowl. So, yes. all right. I hope that comes through. Oh my god. Anyone LSXers? Yes. I. Uh, yep. I, I love banjo minnows. I use them all the time. Banjo minnows? Yes, they 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 actually do work. They actually swim like fish, and you catch all. I use them in um, I use them in the ocean, and I use them in uh on in lakes. Uh huh. Wow. So, I mean, I love banjo minnows. Yeah, Dan Schwartzman started aggressively texting ninety one LSXers back, uh, during the show years ago, back in twenty eleven. That used to happen too. Missinelli accidentally sent a group text to the entire text board. What? Ripping some certain guy, and it went to the whole board. No. He didn't even know how he did it. No. (laughs) I swear to God. Wow. (laughs) Called him somebody a jack wagon or something, and it went to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're late for a break. We got to take a break. We'll be back in three. We'll get back into this uh, NFL executives uh, predictions list, and we got Randy Brown coming up at 12. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back in the middle of Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. We just got through the Eagles will shop for a new QB in 2022 prediction by an AFC uh, front office executive here on uh, ESPN.com. Now, it says here that the Eagles were long rumored to be interested in Deshaun Watson so they could monitor his market uh, once again and see if Watson would be willing to go there. There hasn't been much momentum around him wanting to do that, though. Uh, and there would be, obviously need to be clarity on his situation before a move. Alternatively, Minnesota's Kirk Cousins is kind of established as a passer who might interest Philly, though his $45 million cap hit would be an issue. Barrett <laughs> Brooks, Kirk Cousins, your thoughts. Absolutely not. Me either. Are you kidding me? No way. For what? Uh, I mean, he's just going to tease you. He is the ultimate tease. Exactly. Guy. Yeah. Exactly. He shows Seriously. signs of greatness. Yep. For like one drive, and then he looks like horse manure yep. the next And then he'll drives. he'll just kill you. Yep. You're yep. exactly right. So I, I can't see him doing that. But no. I, I will say this. Deshaun is not off the table. I think that he he – I think he texted or said something in social media uh, saying he would not mind coming here. I don't know if it's uh, it's on Is his that right? Own. Yeah. He wouldn't mind coming <clears throat> to Philadelphia. I, mean, I just heard about it today. Oh, really? So yeah. this could be like a new post on his social media? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even think I follow him on anything. Well, I, I somebody told me. Hmm. Somebody told me. So I would be interested to see that. Like, I, I wonder if he's on. He's probably on Instagram. See, most right. of these guys are on Instagram rather than Twitter because then they don't get any guff. Well, Instagram you know? also shows a lot more pictures and stuff. Right, right. More so than uh, Twitter. Right. Um, let me let me see if I can find him. Um, you follow a lot of athletes. Kind of, yeah, kind of. Do you? Yeah. But when I'm on it, I, I, you know, I'm never on it. Oh, he never. is on. He is on football. I'm going to wait a second. Maybe that's not him. It's not verified. How could he not? No, that's not him. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Um, see, that's the problem, too. You just got to make sure that a verified account. Um, but if somebody can follows him, let us know uh, what that post is, because I'd be yes, very please. interested to know that. Yeah, there's a ton of Deshaun Watsons on here, but it doesn't look like any of them are him. <laughs> you know, because he, he'd be right up at the top. So it's probably Instagram, I would imagine. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I I think he's still in the mix. And I would not I, I wouldn't doubt them signing him after I mean it's like I said, it means twenty two people, a hundred thousand dollars a piece. Yeah. You know, it's, it's what two point two million. He can afford that. Yeah, now you know, obviously you'd have a lot of blowback or at least some blowback. Well, he'll from, probably from be. portion of the fan base, if that were to happen, yes, until yeah. he starts winning, uh, and he'll yeah, probably, and he'll and then he'll probably um he'll probably be um he'll he'll probably be suspended for probably ten games, 
you know, because that's right. that's usually what the the most of a you know sentence they give guys. You know, like Lane was suspended ten games for you know testing positive like three times. Right, you know, performance so, enhancing substances. Yeah, yeah. So um, it'd probably be ten games, mm-hmm. and then Howie would be a man of his word, saying you know that just you know that Jalen Hurts will come in and, and be the starter for those ten games. Right, and then as soon as soon as he's ready, you know, he'd come in and play after that. And he'd that, definitely come in and play after that. That means, um, you know, how he wasn't lying. Right, exactly. <laughs> that exactly. would be a great way out of that. Yeah. All right, the third one here. Washington will trade for Niners QB Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I could I see this that. happening. I could see that. Yeah. And I would hate it. I I'm look, I'm thinking him or Derek Carr if Derek Carr gets moved. Why, I, I, you know, and I still don't understand why. Why they would want to leave David Carr? David Carr is a good quarterback. I know what I know. But you know, you know when you have a, like Gruden loved him, right? Gruden's not there anymore. Right. I think Mayock liked him. Mayock's not there anymore, so right, it's going to be right. all new stuff there. And those a lot of times those guys like to come in and start fresh with somebody else. It's just it's not necessarily the right move, but a lot of times it's made. You know, Trey Lance. Uh, in San Francisco, eventually, I guess they're going to have to play him because of where they drafted him. They're going to have to play him anyways. I mean, that's that's that goes without saying. Um, unless they're going to, do you think they would keep? Because Garoppolo, I think his salary is like a little over thirty million. If he, you know, twenty some million, if he if they keep him, why would you want to keep that on your on your books? Yeah, when I you expect, want your rookie to play, right? Especially when you you know you've got that guy on a rookie deal, right? Um, let me see what Jimmy makes. Um, uh, salary. I always forget if it's one R or two P's or two R's and one P (laughs) with that name, Garoppolo. All right, here it is. Pull him up. Garoppolo signed a five-year, $137 million contract. I remember when he did that. Including the signing bonus, blah, 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 blah. The average annual salary is $27,500. So twenty seven million five hundred grand average. Mm. So it's not the biggest, but it's a pretty significant deal. That'd be a lot to carry. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think Rumble wants to get out there anyways, because can you imagine how much taxes are? Oh, in California? Oh man. You know, yeah. that's 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 what deterred a lot of NFL players from going to playing in California. Oh, yeah. yeah. The taxes. The taxes alone will keep you out of there. Although, hold on a second. This was back in, this looks like he's a free agent in 2023. There's only one year left on that deal. Yes, yes. So 27 mil. And the dead money is only 1.4 million. That's why he's so easily to move on from. So, yeah, he's out of there. There's no doubt about it. So What's the football team's office coordinator? Uh... Turner. That's right. North Turner's son. North Turner's son. Yeah. And I really think that he could he could engineer an offense. It'd be our worst nightmare though. Because he would he would have some success with that offense that they run. Well, they wouldn't be a pushover, that's for sure. Exactly. You exactly. It'll be very competitive. He's kind of like guys. do you equate him to a cousins though, too? In in a way? Um 
I'm trying to think. I I would equate him more so to a Baker Mayfield esque type. Oh, now Baker just had surgery, and he said that he's on the road to recovery of becoming his you know his true self. <laughs> Dude, he's a winning quarterback. Yeah. He he's sucks, a, but he's, he's a winning, winning quarterback, quarterback. I wouldn't want any part of. <laughs> Honestly, he is one of the guys in the league that I just cannot stand. Me neither. Uh, seriously, I, I'm out. I, I wouldn't want him as my quarterback. But no, he's been the best quarterback they've had there. Yeah, in a I while. Mean, I get it. Yeah, I mean, even before Couch, he probably Test Verde was the best quarterback they've had since Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that says more about the Browns than it does anything right. else. You know what I mean? Let me see if I can find the exact wording on there. Here it is. Mayfield. Yeah, here it is. I, I did get it right. Browns Baker Mayfield has shoulder surgery. Eyes return to, quote, my true self. He's speaking like an Instagram model. That's what he is. I know. He's a commercial guy. <laughs> Jesus. He's a commercial guy. That's what he is, oh. man. He's, so, he's full of commercial. Yeah, I guess he had to put out a post. Everybody's got to put out a post of his own. Uh, somebody videotaped him thanking his doctor and his team for performing a successful surgery. This is only going to be a minor bump in the road. I'm excited to get healthy and back to my normal self. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the stream. Nobody wants um. Nobody Garoppolo? Wants Deshaun. No, Deshaun Watson. Oh. Smitty Mostum. Oh, the fans? Yeah, they don't yeah. want Deshaun. Well, I think a lot of them say that now. It's easy to say that because it is kind of a pipe dream at this point. Right. right but if it right. became a reality where Deshaun Watson officially said that he'd love to come to Philly and some of the, you know this the legal issues started to sort of clear up, I bet a lot of people would change their tune. Not all, yeah. but I bet a lot would. I mean, he, he <laughs> bro. He was letting people do do stuff to him, not necessarily doing stuff to other people. He I was know. he was having it done to him. I Digital stimulus. I didn't even yeah. know what that was. Yeah. What the hell is that? I'm like, what we, is that? We, I had to look it up. You had to look it up. <laughs> I did. I had oh to look it up. Goodness. <laughs> I didn't remember have I was to tell you that. I didn't have to look it up. Um, I remember I was telling you that. I he told like, you he was a digital man, not an yeah. analog man. <laughs> Joe Joe Walsh wrote a song about it. Not exactly about that, but it was called Digital or Analog Man. So I mean, so I had to look it up. So I looked it up and I was like shocked. You like, Baron. Yeah. Are you uh, serious? I'm like, yeah, uh -huh. I didn't know. Yeah. But I, you know, back then I was probably um probably high off White Castle because I had just got me a case. Remember, I had a I got a uh those cases of White Castle. I was about yeah. seven White Castles into it then, you know. Uh -huh. So I was Probably euphoric at the time. Yeah, from all those candles <laughs> in the White Castle burgers were making you high. Yeah, my mom told me all about it, Barry. Right. <laughs> told me all about it. <laughs> all right, let's get to the next one. Uh, you would not like to see that come true, Garoppolo to Washington. I get it. No, I wouldn't. No. We're, no. we're going to have a new nickname for them coming up on February the 2nd. I know you're, you're chomping at the bit for that. Can't wait. Yeah. All right, the Falcons <laughs> – will trade Calvin Ridley to a contender. There's a lot of Eagle fans who would love to have Calvin Ridley. I would want Calvin Ridley. He missed 12 days after stepping away from football to work on his mental health. Mm -hmm. But assuming he's back in a lineup uh, and is in, good, uh, in a good space, several teams view him as a top 10 receiver. 
That's why they got rid of, you know, um, Julio Jones, because he stepped up as a receiver. They didn't know right. that he was going to have uh, those issues. But before those issues, he was almost unstoppable, man. Great route runner, precise. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 He'll be a number one somewhere. Somewhere. Fast. Yes. All right. Then uh, the Falcons, what could they get in return for him? One league exec says a conditional second-round pick, which could turn into a first-rounder based on playing time. Hmm. Where have we heard that before? Right, right. And that was the Carson Wentz deal. Exactly. But I think it's kind of different because they're doing it because of injury more so than anything. Hmm. His talent is not questionable. That's not questionable. His availability is questionable. Yes. Yeah. The best ability is right. his availability. And it's not his availability. With last year being the, you know, the pattern of what we're trying to base this on, it would be hard for them not to make it a first round pick. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with them or, but he would definitely be a number one here. Can you imagine him on one side? Yeah. On, two, or maybe two him and receivers, Smith receivers. Yeah. On both sides. Yeah. Guys that can run routes, get open, create Wait. separation. Kevin Savard has the answer. Send them Ragor. <laughs> That'll do it. And even swap. Ragor. And a sixth round pick for. But Rick. did you see what they said? What did they you see? What they said about him? Oh, that the fans would eat him up. Like no, he couldn't no, they, handle the fans. No, the rigor was like uh, they said. Well, we we laid out exactly what he needed to lean. Uh, what he needed to work on. Oh yeah, uh, Howie and uh, Sirianni met with him. Yeah. yeah, right. Tell him what they need to work and how can we help him. Right. But you got to step it up. Isn't so that amazing? Next year. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like what what an athlete gets you know, coddled like that because the investment in them is so big that yes. you'll do almost anything to not see it fail. Exactly. Which is the exact opposite in radio. Well, it, that's exactly what it is. Which the is, exact opposite in life, period. Right. It's you like, I, you're not doing this the way I want it. You're out. Right. <laughs> I mean, how many Fortune 500 companies, you know, would, would allow that to happen? I know. I mean, he you has know? been an abysmal failure for two seasons. Two, not one, two. Right. I mean, come on, man. I mean, he has he had over how many yards did he have this year? Um, I know not, he hadn't even had it close to like 300 yards. Or you're gonna make me look this up. I mean, you have to, man. What is it? It's uh, I'm probably what 300 and some yards. What do you think? Over the next two, over over the last two years, my computer he, doesn't even want to pull it up. Do you know that? <laughs> 299 yards, Barrett. He didn't even get to 300 this year. Correct. How do, you, how do you not get to 300 yards, man? He had 33 a catches. Full-time starter. Mm-hmm. He was a full-time starter, Harry. I know. He's on there for 80 to 85% of the snaps. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Two touchdowns and 33 catches. Yeah, he had 31 catches his rookie year with one touchdown, but actually averaged more per catch. Almost 13 yards a reception compared to nine this year. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you. That's uh, that ain't first round. But that's a fit, though. You know, he fit. <laughs> well, well, you know, I don't really know what else to tell you. All right. I mean, we, didn't, we didn't want that. We didn't want that 1,500 yards. Fresh, I mean, rookie of the year. We didn't want that type of guy. He didn't fit. The, he, yeah, Jefferson, that doesn't fit. 1,500 yeah. yards, it does not fit. It doesn't fit our system. So. Right, because he can't play special teams. 
<laughs> well, I was I was hearing that um my my boy Monty his his pops was was, was defending him on um on social media also Monty Regor yeah I played with him that's my guy yeah I talked to him at the beginning of the season well no way no where did you see this now I just hearing things man hearing things hey, well you're hearing this stuff we got to follow up on, on it social where, where media. do I find it on on his account Monty Monty Regor. Yes. Has a social media account. Yes. Let me see. God damn it. Um, oh, I spelled it wrong. It's Monte. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's on Twitter, actually. Yep. At Regor underscore Monte. M-O-N-T-A-E. Husband, father, Texas Tech alum. Uh, let me see. Immaculate vibes all around. He's, he's tweeting videos. He's retweeting videos from the Philadelphia Eagles Twitter feed. Of his son's play? W wishing his son a happy birthday on January 2nd. Um, January 5th, Rager's in the postgame presser. I knew I was bound to break one. So it's the one freaking play the guy made. <laughs> Come on, Monte. I hate to do it to you. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's all about his son. Like, you know, obviously he's very proud of him as he should be, but man, come on. No, I'm serious. <laughs> Brian H said, Monty blocked me. <laughs> Did he really? Oh <laughs> 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 um, yeah, yeah. You know, I I haven't been eating the son alive. You know, I've been You picked him every damn game <laughs> right. in the pregame to be the star of the game. I tried, man. I, I tried to do my part. Wow. I tried to do my part. Now, J-Jaw, I see on the fringe, Ash says J-Jaw's mom was going off on people. She always does, though. Does she? Yeah, she's the one that holds the, the umbrella for him in uh, camp. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. So, of course, you know she's going to do that. See, if I'm J-Jaw, I got to shut her down from social media. Dude, you, 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 you have to. Yeah. You know, I, like I told my mom, my mom wanted to cut somebody out because, you know, she said something. Somebody said something about my ah da da, and she was she was ready, man. Right. She was going to go him, at him. She don't worry about him. it, mom. My people yeah. going to say what they're going to say. I can't control what people say. Right. All right, Let we got to take mom. a break because we got Randy Brown coming up, and he's already ready. He's chomping oh, at the bit uh, for the guy. next segment. So uh, it's back in three. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hard-working American... 
you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to the show, hour number two of the middle on a Thursday here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks, and we're going to start this hour off uh, with a guy that I love talking ball with. In fact, I miss talking to this guy. Uh, we did a bunch of shows back in the day at the old station and, uh, you know, would communicate back and forth because he's great to talk ball with. He's a great coach. And I, we didn't even plan this, but the Baltimore Ravens uh, finished first again in Rick Goslin's annual NFL special teams rankings. And here we have the specialist coach on Randy Brown. Welcome to the show, man. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, two of my favorite dudes, you guys. And <laughs> Appreciate you, know, you, man. Barrett, man, it's good seeing you. I haven't seen you at a Jaws event recently because I hadn't had a chance to be there, but I guess we'll see each other here soon. Absolutely. Seems like he has events every month anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, Randy. Hey, yo, I was telling them that I, I, mean, I went down to camp but, um, with, with you guys, the Ravens, you know, probably 10 years back, man. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed it, man. But that's a lot of work, man. That's an awful lot of work, man. I mean, I was, I, I was telling them I had to get up and sad to be there at 6 and then leave until like 9.30 at night. I'm like, is this the coaching life? I couldn't do it, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes a special breed, okay? I mean, you know, you see the hair, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> I still got it, right? But I got to gel it up, hair. You uh -huh. know? I like it. I, <laughs> I, I, see, I see you on the sidelines all the time, and I point you out to my wife. I mean, see Randy? He's right behind Harbs right there. You see that? She has hair. He's got great hair. You know, the, 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 the let's. that's all I hear, right? I've been there 14 seasons. I've coached with John for 16. And everybody says, man, every time I see John, I see you. Okay. All right. So, all right. so the great part is this is real, right? So right. I coach the game of football. So I'm on the sidelines, right? right? So you will see me. Right. I coach the kicker, the punter, and other specialty specialists. So on third down, fourth down, the head coach kind of needs to know, are we kicking a field goal? Are we punting? Right. Right. So, so, I, 
if I'm not there, you, you guys notice, right? Uh -huh. Barrett, Barrett, you've never seen me wear headphones, right? I don't no. wear phones on the field. So I got standard head coach because he's like, Randy, can we make it? Randy, can uh -huh. we make it? Right? So if I was down the other end of the field, you'd see some pissed off John Harbaugh. Right. He's like, Where's Randy? Where's Randy? <laughs> well, well see, that I was the I was the exact opposite. I would stay around the head coach just because I wanted to get airtime because I knew what to get on the field. So I would just be there just to get some airtime. So, well, listen, well, hey, hey, I'm not, I haven't been in politics for three years, but I got to be honest, for all those years I was running for mayor, that really didn't hurt the airtime. Right. That's right. A little FaceTime on, on national television. But Randy, you talk about, you know, does the kicker make it? Your kicker is, uh, to me, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Justin Tucker is just phenomenal. Uh, hit that big kick uh, earlier this year. Just talk about him. Uh, you know, just how, how great he is and how much he works at it. How much do you work with him? So, um, you know, I've now been with Justin for 10 seasons, believe it or not. It's Sam Cook I've had for 14. Hmm. Sam Cook has punted in every single game I've ever been at the Ravens except one when he had a miss for COVID last year. Wow. And, and um, we have Nick Moore's our long snapper now. He took over from Morgan Cox after 11. Um, Justin Tucker, he is – he will go down as the greatest kicker in the history of the game. Okay. 10 seasons. No I think that's plenty. Right. Barrett? Yeah. Yep. And we've been around acres. Great kicker. Great kicker. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but Justin is even a better man, a better husband, a better father, a better dude off the field. You guys have no idea what that dude does off the field. Right. You guys have no idea what he does for the community. So, yeah, you guys all see the 66-yarder, right, which is the greatest kick in the history of the game, which think of that, think of that, Harry, and then, mm -hmm. I, then I want to talk to you a little more about Justin. But we won a game in the National Football League's 100-year history on a play that had never happened in the history of the game. Yeah. Wow. Think yeah. of that. A that play's never happened. We won the game on a play that had never happened. Nobody ever kicked the 66-yard field goal. Sure as on everyone kicked one to end the game. That but was against Detroit, right? Detroit, week yeah. three. Yeah, Detroit, yeah. week three. And but talk about Justin, his work ethic. That you know, he kicks three days a week. He lifts. He's he's diligent with with his body. He's diligent with what he eats, which how he rests. I mean, all of that goes into it. You know, right? But he is as technically sound as anybody. You, you want to coach, but ha but anybody I've ever coached. But the great part about Justin is he takes the coaching so well. Hmm. Whether I see something, Sam sees something, you know, maybe Chris Horton sees something, maybe the long snapper sees something, maybe Harb sees something. He's great with that, which right. is why the dude is the best. Hmm. And he I'm wants the, the end of the game, he wants the ball, man. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. We're playing against him all those years when I was at Pittsburgh. You actually hate him. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he was a smart Alec, you know, smart ass. You know, he he. I hated playing against him, man. I, I hated I hated seeing him. I hated talking to him because you know he's not missing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you know, everybody says great. everybody hates him outside of outside of Baltimore. Everybody hates him. They say he's the worst guy in the world. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> yeah, well, he's the greatest guy in the world. You know, you Steelers. You know, Justin, since he won like three games against the Steelers at Three Rivers, and he has a dance plan for after he makes the kick. <laughs> That's awesome. That's... We hate it. Like 
That is all. Now, tell me, is he a good golfer too? Because most of these good kickers are good golfers. Uh, I don't believe so. I, I haven't played much with Justin, but okay. Sam Cook's the good golfer. Now, okay. Justin will see this and say, "Come on, Randy." I, Right. You know, to me, a good golfer is when you go see Jeff Eagles play. You know, some of the guys are. Oh yeah, uh-huh. you know, yeah. Jeff you is get, really good. Well, I know get, Jake, Jake Elliott's a good uh, golfer. He's a stick, by the way. And your son is doing tre- tremendous work with him. Your son Tyler, of course, works with the Eagles. Uh, tell us about that. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for bringing him up. You know, and he's my son. It's he's thirty, and this is his first year in the NFL. And a credit to Howie and Nick and Michael Clay. Because last February, when the discussion with the Eagles uh, began with us, you know, Howie was looking for somebody to come in and coach specialists. And I had spoken with Howie briefly. I said, hey, my son's been in Michigan five years, you know, and they only have, you know, Jake, Jake Moody and, and Quinn Norden and a really good specialist down there. Why don't you give him a chance? And, and we're blessed with the opportunity. But, you know, Tyler has been with me. I was a single dad. All right. Uh, Tyler's mom uh, left Tyler and I when he was 18 months old. So I raised Tyler from 18 months until I got remarried when he was eighth grade. So Tyler had no choice, Barrett. The dude was he was on the field with me at Holy Cross High School. He was on the field (laughs) with me at Chicago Bears. He He was flying by himself to games. He you know, he was at Stanford with me when I went out to work with Jim Harbaugh. He was everywhere. He was around football. And he learned football and he learned the technique and he just wasn't sitting there goofing around. Hmm. But we, Harry, we, we went to Stanford for uh, when he was a sophomore in high school, he was the starting holder at Holy Cross at Cherokee high school. when he played, we went to Stanford and did a kicking camp for Jim Harbaugh. Hmm. And Tyler was the one who was coaching Stanford's holders. And Tyler was a sophomore in high school. And I'll never forget that. I knew it. And I knew he would be something. Wow. And you know, the thing is, is, Barrett, you know better than than I do. Well, there's so many good football players, right? That the there's not much of a talent drop off, right? Right, 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 right. But when you get that one added bit of technique, all right, and when you look at the way that Rick Lovato snapped the ball over the spot, the way that Aaron Sippos caught the ball with the laces normally moving forward, and the way that Jake Elliott hit the ball consistently, foot the ball, foot the ball, same spot, same spot. You just kick a straight ball. And credit to Tyler and Nick and Howie for, for getting that done. And what a great season. You know, I think, I believe there's only two, or maybe if if if, if the Falcons kicker three, uh, made all their extra points and 90% field goals. And that wow. was Elliott, Tucker, and mm-hmm. I think the kid in uh, in Atlanta made it too. I, I, th- I thought he should have been a Pro Bowler this year. You know, he Jake played that well this year. You know, it, he was a little shaky the year before. But this year he came back, you know, like like, you know, gangbusters. You know, he kicked his butt off this year. You know, well, Tyler Brown really came, came running in, came came in on the white horse to save the day. I got you, I got you, Jake. <laughs> oh, now both of you guys have very very talented uh, daughters too. By the way, did you know that? My, my daughter Ryan is uh, is sixteen, and uh, she's a. Uh, um, She's a remarkable young lady. She is. Uh, she's a, a, a national pop artist now, Harry. She's, Congrats! All, all her music is on um, Apple. You can see her at Apple uh, on Apple Music, Spotify. Seeing there's and that's Ryan, Ryan Brown, right? Ryan Brown. There you go. Right. Yep. There you go. 
All right. Plan B, survivor's guilt, getaway car. But um, quick story on her is she writes all her own music. But a, a year ago, um, we were dealing with some mental health issues with her. And it was all sprung about because of COVID. Mm. And, you know, Harry, she's um, prior to COVID in March of 2020, she was the vice president of eighth grade. She was the lead in the school play. And she was a lead singer in her band. And all that was taken away by uh, by the government. Right. All right. Schools were closed and kids were falling off, falling off, falling off. And we were playing a game. If you guys remember that game in Cleveland last year on Monday Night Football. Monday Night. Yep. You know, when, when Lamar came out of the locker room and saved us and Tuck made the 55-yarder from the right hash to win the game in Cleveland. Well, that morning I woke up to some texts from my wife and a call from my wife. And Ryan had locked herself in the bathroom the night before. And we're very, very fortunate that things went positively for us there. So, you know, she turned to writing music and she turned to getting back into music. And we are where we are now. We're about seven months in. She's got a couple hundred thousand streams and you can follow her at Ryan Brown music. She's you'll love her music. And so here's, you know, we talk about mental health, right? And mental health is critical as it is. Um, We talk about death, mental health. We, We confront everything in our house. John Harbaugh has this great saying, confront everything. Don't confront anyone. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Confront everything, Barrett, right? Yep. So um, Christina Grimmie was the uh, runner-up of The Voice five years, six years now. Um, and she was assassinated after a show in Orlando, Florida, six wow. years ago. I remember that. Crazy fan, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Christina's born and raised in Marlton, went to Cherokee High School. I went to Cherokee High School. My daughter goes to Cherokee High School. And we've remained very close with Mark and Bud Grimmie. So um, we are blessed and we are going to be doing a duet with Christina Grimmy and Ryan Brown, uh, March 11th. It's coming out. And as a, a, as a real testament, Christina passed away with multiple songs that were that were half completed. We've got song, we've got her voice uh, a memo some. So we, we, we're on a really good trail, but Ryan's doing it for the right thing. And that's mental health and a discussion of mental health, because these kids in high school and so many of your parents, the people listening, these kids have been the forgotten group. This this 12 to 18 year old group, it's a shame what's them. They're the masks are being put on them. They yeah. can't go to here, they can't go to there. And you know, the Surgeon General just said that we've got a pandemic of the mental health and of issues in, in, in high school kids. And that's what we do. And we must address that. We must now. Yeah. Well, you know, you're absolutely right, man, because you look at it, the situation look at all these kids that don't get to go to prom, that don't get to go to you know all you know all the things that you know that, that I play their senior do. year in sports or whatever. Right, you, you know, know? I mean, they they're they're stuck behind the buck. You know, they're they're behind closed doors. They have no means of getting out, and interacting with people. I mean, what about the you know being able to interact with other human beings besides the people in your family? You know, not being able to go out and be around your friends. I mean, that's it's almost like forgotten people these days when you have no kids this young yeah. who yeah. don't know. What it is to be outside again, man. It's it's tough, man. I had my niece over, uh, and she was she's over my house for for months at a time, going to school with with you know on, online. She didn't get to be around all her friends. She couldn't she couldn't be a cheerleader? You know, here yeah. she is. She's trying to be a cheerleader. She's eight years old and, and can't be a cheerleader. You know, I mean, it, it was devastating for her. You know, good thing we have a pool and everything else in my house because she right. could be able to go out and play in the pool and stuff. But when she lives in Philly, she didn't have any of that, and her friends didn't have right. any of that. So it's time, Harry, man. 
Harry, think of it. All the things that you and I did in the 60s in high school, you know, we never would have been able to do these kids don't have those. Experiences. Right. <laughs> See, I didn't start doing them until I went to college, Randy. Oh, okay. I, I didn't do anything in high school. Trust me. It was just athletics and, the, and that was it. But uh, once I got to college, I went crazy. I made up for it. Trust me. Um, but, you know, we need a duet between Asia and Ryan. They got to work together on a song. Yeah, my, my daughter is she is unbelievable, man. She's um. She's acting, she's a rapper, she sings, she does everything. She's so talented. And, you know, she had to deal with some some, some mental health issues just simply because she's most talented people, people don't understand, most talented people are talented because they can take their mind beyond what other people can. No doubt. So to, to no her, doubt. what she was doing is just, you know, all right, but she could take it past. And sometimes taking it past isn't what society thinks you should be doing. There's so a it becomes a that. mental health, yeah, yeah. It becomes a mental health issue. You know, most great athletes are great because they can take themselves past what the ordinary people will say, stop. Right. You know, and that's and it becomes a mental health issue when they can do things like that. So she had to, you know, really teach herself to understand there's barriers to this and barriers to that. And she can do this and she can do that. You know what I mean? So I mean, I've been through it all, man. And like I said, most talented people, man, you tell them they can't. That's just telling them and reinforcing them that they can, man. So you have to watch it, man. You definitely have to watch I, it. You know, I agree. And and you guys have to listen to Ryan's song. We just dropped on Friday called Survivor's Guilt. Survivor's she Guilt. This now. She just turned 16. Right. And one of the lines, Barrett, in the songs is, I feel guilty for being happy. Mm. Right. I feel guilty for being happy. Mm. And she wrote this, all right, just within the last six months. This is a new song. And unfortunately, because of exactly what you're talking about, all right, and we need to address this. I, we address it very open in our household, okay? We talk about it. You know, she talks to, she has a therapist or somebody she goes sees. You know, we, we try to bring everything we can, just like you when we do in football. You bring them the best to try to make it work. But right. you're like, all right, we'll get, we'll get our daughters together there. That'll be awesome. Yeah, that'd be definitely, great. Bro. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Now, Birdman990 on the stream just went and checked out the songs on Spotify and uh, says uh, they're great. Thank you. So Thank there you, you go. Birdman. Get, yeah, go we, Spotify. Yeah, let's go. Let's right. bring those streams up. You know, I get that we, we make one third of a penny per stream, so let's shoot it up. Let's there go. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Need that retirement plan, man. Uh, but we're going to get to some playoff talk too, because the Ravens obviously played uh, several of these teams. I think you had four on the schedule that are still alive in the playoffs uh, this weekend. So you can give us some great insight to that, but obviously losing six down the stretch, that had to be rough. Barrett and I were watching each and every week, man. And, and you guys competed your tails off, even though it didn't go your way. How rough was that? Well, what a testament to John Harbaugh, right? You know, and uh, we're, we're human beings too. We stand on those sidelines and, and as players and coaches, we aren't robots when the game starts. You know, we have emotion. And, yeah, it's, we hate to lose. We hate it. Jimmy Connors always said, I hate losing more than I like winning. Yeah. And I will promise you, Randy Brown and John Harbaugh hate losing more than we like winning. Now, granted, winning the Super Bowl was amazing. <laughs> right? But, Barrett, think of the losses you had. I, you bet you, I'll bet you you can name me four or five of the worst losses compared to four or five wins. Well, there's no uh, question about that. No question. Especially, I mean, even, especially if your guy made a play and it cost you the game yeah. or it cost I, you a sack. Right? All the time, man. Trust me. Bad plays too. It's like that gambling on this stuff too. You always remember the big losses rather than the wins, <laughs> Randy. 
Harry, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm canceling my friend. I... Does that still go on in America these days? I, I think I'm so. Not aware. I, I think so. I'm not sure. I'm not aware. Sorry. Brent, you're, you're absolutely right, man. Because I, I mean, I still remember that day you, we played Monday night uh, against the Colts, the year we won the Super Bowl, and we got absolutely smashed. They kicked our butt and made us like it. Right. And I can remember us flying back, and we had a players only meeting, not the next day. But as soon as we got off the plane, we played on Monday night. We're flying back from Indianapolis. We get back. As soon as we land, we have a players-only meeting. We kick the coaches out and let everybody know, if you're not ready to win a Super Bowl for Jerome Bettis, get the hell out of here now. Mm -hmm. You don't even be in here. Get out of here. Right. Came back. Coaches, come back in. Told them the same thing. If you're not ready to go out here and ride for Bussy and get a Super Bowl in Bussy's hometown, get out of here too. We don't need you either. And from that point on, we just, you know, it, it's the individual matchups, the individual um, plays, you know what I mean, individual games. It just turned into something that was real, man. And, and I, could, I could definitely see it in, you know, how you guys approach the game. You know, I mean, Lamar was out, and yet you guys are still fighting. Yeah, Huntley. Still fighting. He played his tail off. Yeah. Tyler played great, but, you know, it all starts at the top. And, and, and John's leadership, you know, he, he proves week in and week out that uh, he's one of the top coaches in the NFL, if not the top coach in the NFL. And, you know, we, we've we never made excuses, never, ever. You know, we were not one of those teams. John doesn't let it. Let's make excuses. And, you know, we were, we're, we're still in the office. We work just as hard. The players work just as hard. And, yeah, uh, hey, any of you watching a football game, I've coached 300 NFL games. Uh, a little luck involved is helpful at times. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a drop pass, a a, a, a a ball that gets tipped, and you catch it, not the opponent. Uh, but our teams are always well prepared, <clears throat> and we play our asses off. Our yeah. team plays our asses off, and we, you know, we play in the reflection of our coach and and our co our, our and our coaches because we got a great staff and a great bunch of guys that buy in. And you know, you hear it right, Barrett, and and guys like this, you know, the play at the Steelers, the Patriots, the Ravens. Dude, when you're a Raven, you say, I'm a Raven for life, right? When you're a Steeler, dude, I'm a Steeler for life. You know, you see the Patriots. And it's just the way, it's the standard of what we have. And you saw it. And, yeah, it was gut-wrenching. But, um, you know, God, we played our asses off for yeah. those games. Can well, you say the truth also, man, I, um, I, I actually – the reason why me and Harbaugh were so close, you know, I, I can remember I, I was starting. You know, I started four years for the Eagles. And I can remember I was a starter, and he had nobody else to go at. And this is when you could play the wedge back then. Yeah, the four-man wedge, baby. Yeah, so <laughs> I used to be on the wedge. I, my first year, I was on the wedge, and you know, even as a starter. And then for the next two years, I wasn't on the wedge. But Harbaugh came to me and said, look, Brooksy, you want to, you know, you, you're an athletic guy. I need you on the wedge, man. Can you be on the wedge? I know you're starting. I was no question. Mm -hmm. Oh, something happened. And he dropped out. He'll uh, be back. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be back. But, yeah, man, it was – Harbaugh was like, you know, could you could you play the wedge? I'm like, no problem, man, no question, you know. And I played the wedge, you know, my my fourth year in the league. Even being a starter, I played on the wedge for him just because of who he was and because he, he asked me to do it, man. Right. Yeah. Well, um, John, a, a full disclosure: we all know that 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 off the field, I'm I'm very good friends with John. Yep. But on the field, the guy is the smartest football coach I've ever been around. Yep. The dude knows everything. It's crazy. He he presents to us offense, defense, special teams. 
I mean, I don't know. I I have to say, I've been around a lot of guys now. You know, I've coached. I we could list the guys I've coached for, and we all know Andy Reid, yep. uh, Dick Duran, Dave Wanstat. I've coached all these guys. John, he just knows every phase. He knows where everybody needs to be, and he's brilliant with that. And but you know, he's very. Uh, uh, yeah, he. I can see how he can convince you to do something, Barry. Yeah, he just yeah. had like, yeah, no yeah. question, man. He's personable. I just saw him like. I think it was like two months ago. He was at Chicken and Peas out in Marlton. Yeah, he was at my daughter's concert. That's when he yes, was, I was oh, there. Okay. That's right, I was. You, yeah, I was there when he was there in May. Yeah, that, was right. the night, that was the night we, un, we unveiled Plan B. And John, I mean, that tells you everything, guys, right? Right. John Harbaugh and his daughter, Allison, drove up from Maryland uh-huh. two and a half hours to come watch my daughter perform at Chickies and Pete's for an hour only to get in a car and drive two and a half hours back. Right. Yeah. That tells you about the guy. Yep. Yep. How many, how many NFL head coaches, how many college head coaches are driving five hours to go watch uh, one of their, uh, you know, he does. Mm -hmm. No no bodyguards, no no rope dogs or anything. (laughs) He's just out there with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, Randy and Barrett, we we throw around this word culture a lot these days with regards to sports, but I want to get Randy's, take on this if you could verbalize because it, it's very evident that there's a strong culture with with Baltimore can you verbalize what that is and sort of how that you know sort of manifested itself yeah so um now I can only speak to I was there in 2008 okay, okay. so I can't speak to what happened prior to that but there's an expectation level when you walk in that locker room and you have to walk past Ray Lewis Terrell Suggs Marshall Yonda Joe Flacco, um, Ed Reed, mm-hmm. that your expectation, when you walked into that locker room, you're a Raven. And that means you must play 100%. So you have a bad day of practice, they're going to let you know you had a bad day of practice. We didn't need to let you know. Mm-hmm. I promised the locker room was handling it, mm-hmm. okay? And it still does, and it's the standard by which the way we practice, all right? the way we meet, you know, you don't have guys like not showing up for a special teams meeting. You don't have guys like being 20 minutes late for an offense, defensive meeting. No, you know, you don't have like five guys not missing a team. Meeting. That doesn't happen where we are. Hmm. So the, to me, the culture, it starts, you know, with Bashadi and, 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 and DaCosta and Ozzy, but John's there every day, but the players Barrett, I, you know, as well as I do, if the players are against the coaches, that locker room's a mess. Yep. Hmm. But when that culture, when you're together like this, you know, I'm not saying you're not going to have some friction with your coaches, your O-line guy, you're, you don't like what the offense coordinator called, you don't like the run play, whatever. But culture to me is when there's a buy-in by the players and that locker room is on the same step with the upstairs, and that is to win games. And how do we win it? We want to make sure we physically beat your ass. Or if you get asked to play special teams, even though you're a starter, yes, you do it right. without question, right? And I could, I could tell that's the way it was. Like Steelers, you know, we 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 were one of those teams that our head coach had to tell us, "Look, guys, stop practicing so damn hard. Stop right. hitting each other. Mm-hmm. Slow down. You got to play in the game. Slow down." But we just felt as though we played against the best team in practice, right? Yeah, you know, you go out there and play in the, when you go out there playing the game, it's easier than playing in practice, you know, and that's the way, you know, that's the way we conduct our business. When you got Ray Lewis practicing against Marshall Yonda, 
Yeah, okay. exactly. You're like, come on, man. We just talked about Yonder. Yeah, we just talked about him. Yeah. 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 You think anybody's I, gonna take a playoff? So you know, look, I tell Yonder, Yonder looked like you know, Yonder looked like he was like the garbage man. He he didn't look like an athlete at all, man. <laughs> but he would whoop your tail, bro. <laughs> he he looked like he he should be delivering mail. You mean like not muscular? I mean, he didn't look like he. But that. That guy was one of the best athletes and one of the meanest guys I've seen. And, I, you know, I had the pleasure of sitting down and watching coaching, man. Barrett, do you agree Marshall Yonder should be in the Hall of Fame as one of no the best guards that's ever that. played the game? No mm-hmm. question. I do. No yeah. question. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Randy, uh, how good are the Bengals uh, in your view? Obviously, the quarterback's a stud. They got a, a great uh, group of wide receivers. But ha- is this a team that you could see maybe, you know, gelling right here and beating Tennessee and getting to the AFC Championship? Uh, you, you remember, Harry, when we went to the uh, when we won the Super Bowl, Joe Flacco threw 12 touchdowns and no interceptions. OK, we were a wild card team that won the Super Bowl. Yep. On the I road. could see the Bengals doing that with Burrow. I mean, they yeah. are a they are a heck of a football team. Yeah, we've got one of the best special teams coaches in the history of the game in Darren Simmons. OK, still there. They're not they're going to win games in playoffs and special teams. I can lose any. We, we know where they are explosive with their offense and defense has been making stops. So. Uh, you know, when you look at the four teams left, you know, I think any of the four could really win in the Bengals. No reason. If Burrow gets hot, it's just going to turn into, you know, if, if they got to play the Chiefs, and it's going to turn into who's got the ball last. Like right. it seems like a lot of games do with the Chiefs. Well, I, I like I like this game simply because young up and coming against, you know, a perennial powerhouse. You got a young coach going against a, a well-seasoned coach. I mean, this this is the matchup you want, man. It's the matchup you need. You got the young guy versus the guy that's, you know, apparently the heir apparent to 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 being Brady in the league. I mean, there's so many matchups, so many key matchups that you know I'm enjoying this game, man. Yeah. This this whole playoff is, is 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 amazing. And nobody talks about Tennessee. You know what I mean? Like they're only the one seed, right? They got the bye, <laughs> and now they got the 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 bull coming back in Derrick Henry. I mean, nobody gives them any respect. It's an outrage. Well, you know. When you coach football or when you play football, you don't live on social media, right? Right, right. So um, I know in the football community, there's a lot of teams that give Tennessee's respect, all right? The way that they're playing defense, the way that Jeff Simmons plays plays defensive line. I don't, Barry, you don't want to be blocking him, all right? <laughs> exactly. You, know, you don't want to be blocking him. Um, but what they are is they're an all-around good football team, right? You know, they have, they have, they have good specialists. So they can make kicks. Um, they've got a good punter. They've got a good offense that can score points. If you bring Derrick Henry back, all of a sudden, that changes the complexion of what they do. And defensively, they've played really well. I mean, you talk about a team who goes and just tries to beat guys up. They do, and they are a physical football team. And, the you know, this is why I love the NFL so much. I've been in it for 18 years, and I love it so much is because it is just such a competitive league that every week you don't know who can beat another. But we're really sitting here today, and I'm telling you, of the eight teams that are left, it wouldn't surprise me if any of those eight won the Super Bowl, hmm. which is the way that it should be, in my opinion. Yeah. And I just saw a stat the other day that 91 of the top 100 rated TV shows in 2021 were NFL games. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why, right? I was looking. I was like, where's Cheers and Friends? Right. I don't even on the list anymore. <laughs> Where's Seinfeld? Exactly. Where's Seinfeld? Where's that NBC lineup? You know? Right. Yeah, it's incredible. Just but, dominance. But but to your point, Harry, um, maybe on the outside, but on the inside, the National Football League, like the Tennessee Titans are very, very highly respected. 
Uh, I'm not, oh, listen, all eight of these teams, and they have great football coaches. And, you know, I look at it from a coaching standpoint. You know, I don't root for teams. I, you know, I, I'm, that, uh, I'm an employee of the National Football League. I don't really root, but what I love watching is good football. I love good coaching, good yeah. schemes. You know, what is somebody going to do? Is somebody going to come up with a better double-team block, you know, at a point of attack than somebody else than, than he did two weeks later? How are you going to mm-hmm. block that front differently? Those are the right. things I look for. Yeah, same with Barrett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I tell people all the time, I see the individual matchups, you know, so I right. saw – Key matchups that I, you know, I like to break them down, man. That's just what I love, man. But there's so many, like even even in this, uh, even in this, you know, this game with with looking at Tom Terrific, you know, playing against, you know, Stafford. I'm loving this matchup, and I think Stafford and go pull it out, you know, just from the matchups that I see there. You know, Be their careful. defense, their defensive ends. All right, I don't, but their defensive ends <laughs> going against that back, that second team backup tackle. He's going to get destroyed. Even so if the Barrett, starter starts, he's going to be destroyed. So, so, so Barrett, I love you, man. I really do. You know, I <laughs> love you. Here we go. <laughs> he hates to do it to me, though. <laughs> right. I stood on the sidelines for 31 Ravens-Steelers games, okay? I stood on the sidelines for about 15 Patriot-Ravens games. And number 12, right? I ain't betting against number 12 <laughs> no. ever, 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 ever. All right? Barrett. Barrett, ah, ah, that's an ah, ah, moment. Right I try there. to say, I think this is the time, man. I, I said, but I said this with, with uh, the week before with the Eagles. I think this is the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, nope. You know what? Hey, when Justin Tucker went out for that sixty-six yarder, I said, I think it's the time. Right. right, right. Now. And it was. And it was. It was. So you might be right. You know. Well, I got to ask you, since you brought up number 12, um, I started watching Man in the Arena on ESPN+. Plus. I got Barrett to start watching it. I don't know if you, know, you just finished the season. Is that something that would interest you, this document documentary series on Brady? Um, only, only after I finish watching Ozark. Okay. So once Ozark comes out tomorrow, all right, I'm all in on Ozark. Tomorrow. Okay, that's a great <laughs> show, too. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. So, oh, um, it's great. Harry, good question. I, you know, I really don't watch many of those things, but mm-hmm. I watched the Madden, the the ninety minute all Madden show the other yeah. day. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was, that was the first great. time I was crying in that one. Yeah, me you know? too. <laughs> it was. I mean, see, that's the thing. And Harry, you've been part. You've been, you've been part of football. You've been on the field for games. Mm-hmm. All right, you know the emotion that goes into it, right? Yeah. And Barrett and I have know the emotion what goes into it on the field, but in that locker room when grown men are crying. All right, when I. I you know, at least I was crying two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. All right. The game of football brings people so close to each other and friends forever that no matter when I see Barrett again from now till I'm age 80 and we're playing at Jaws, the 75th golf tournament. <laughs> right? Barrett's going to say, you remember that time I played wedge for the Eagles in 19? <laughs> <laughs> But it brings together humans for life. Yep. And, and and you guys see it. And, you know, you, 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 you mentioned gambling and we talk about fans. You know, people see it like that. Garrett, Barrett and I who've been in it, mm-hmm. we see it as it's an emotional game that creates friends forever, that creates memories forever. That's our life. Yeah. Okay. Fans, it's – and, and, and listen, without fans, we don't get paid. I was a fan for many years. But I don't think fans understand that one level, which is 
we love each other. Well, I can literally say I love Barrett Brooks and John Harbaugh will say I love Barrett Brooks. And I mm-hmm. and I'll say I love John Harbaugh because we are brothers. It's it's a different yeah. I don't want to sound too kooky with it. But no, but I get it. Love. Yeah. I and get it's it. Emotional. Now speaking of emotional, boy, you 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 tee me up just like we did just back like in the day doing radio. Years ago, just like that. The girls were born. We did this. You talk about emotion. Uh, you had to feel so good seeing John or uh, Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, wandering around the field uh, <laughs> as the fans were going crazy in Ann Arbor, where it's just like he was walking around in a daze because he had just vanquished Ohio State. How <laughs> how surreal was that? I tell you, I, I really wish I was at the big house that day. And and and, and I love Michigan. My, my my son coached there for five years, just left this year. Mike McDonald's there. Matt Weiss is there. Um, but to see Jim Harbaugh and 100,000 people on the field or 50,000, whatever number it was, I was crying. I was crying like a baby. It was just one of the greatest sports moments for me because I know what Jim was going through. I know what my son went through last year when they were two and four. All right. When ev- when everybody in in the Detroit metro area in Ann Arbor wanted to send that whole staff out on their first flight to Saskatoon. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know what it was like. I know what Jim has gone through. I know what I know what Jack went through. So what the, the emotion I felt was to see Jim Harbaugh. And, you know, you, can, you know, and, and you can see Jim He's probably just ready to run into the tunnel. All right. We're good. And then he's like, heck with that. I'm going to go find people. And next thing you know, him and. Him and Jawan Howard are, are hugging. Right, right. And th- listen, the, the dude, and, and and we're friends, but Jim Harbaugh is a great coach, man. Yeah. The guy yeah. went from two and four, lost a ton of players to the National Football League, wins the Big Ten, and beats Ohio State at Michigan in a resounding way in the old-time football, Barrett. I know you got to love that game. Just love run, that. smash, bam, 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 bam. And, you know, I was happy for him, man. Yeah, I'll definitely like I said, me and me and me and Jim go way back. You know, I, people don't understand Jim played for the Detroit Lions, right? And nobody knew about it, you know, because I I was working at NFL Films and we're in the war room and we break down film right. for Sterling Sharp and all those guys, and for balling off. So we're breaking down film and I start telling a story about yeah how I was with Jim Harbaugh. We were in practice, yeah, yeah. They looked at oh oh this is the first time we caught you in a lie, Brooksy. This is the first time we caught you in a lie. <laughs> He never played for, for, for Detroit. He never played. I said, we played together Detroit. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. So for like six months, they, you know, they were, oh, we finally caught him in the live live. So we go to the combine. We're at the combine. He's the coach for, for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting down on the field and we're interviewing coaches. I'm at NFL Films. And he turns around and said, hey, yo, Jim, what's up, bro? Hey, man. He said, hey, Barrett, what's going on, man? I said, bro. Would you tell these guys you played with me in Detroit? He turned out like this. <laughs> I did play in Detroit for like two months. You're right. I did play in Detroit. Two months. <laughs> and I turned around, looked at those guys like, see, I told you I wasn't lying. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But then, he was one of the greatest guys man, I met, man. A great, great guy, too. And that's the thing, Harry. You know, people don't realize what a good NFL quarterback, Captain Comeback was. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. His name, his name yeah. is up there in the rafters. In Indianapolis. With the Colts, yeah. 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 You know, and I, I was in Chicago in the late 90s, and Jim Harbaugh was the head, was the coach, was the, excuse me, was the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens when Ted Marchabroda coached the team when they first came out. Wow. And I there's, there's, a fu- there's a name from the past. There you go. <laughs> wow. My, 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 like my first ever game 
was against uh, – no, it was in 99. I'm sorry, my second season. Glenn Foley was quarterback in the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah. What? That and was... I was at the Chicago Bears, and Glenn G-Foles. Foley was starting for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, we can go on and on and on. And, you know, it's yeah. – I love it. But Foley's Jim's a hell, of, a hell of a coach. Jim's yeah, a hell of a coach. And, and Foley's one of Parcells' favorites, by the way. He goes, oh, is he really? Oh, oh, yeah. He's got great stories about that. But didn't Jim Harbaugh take the Colts – was it the AFC Championship? Yes. In, into Pittsburgh and lost to that Neil O'Donnell team that went yes. on to lose to Dallas. Yes. Right? Yeah, I, 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 that was yeah. 95, wasn't it? it was 95. I, yes, 95, 95 96, yep. somewhere around there. Yep. Hey, well, yeah. let, Harry, let me share this. I, I got to share this Super Bowl story with you because it's exactly what you're talking about. So we all know Joe Flacco, right? Yeah. And by the way, did I I didn't realize everybody in South Jersey related to Joe Flacco. Right? <laughs> exactly. Wherever I go. Audubon. Hey, I'm Joe's fifth cousin. You know, I'm <laughs> friends with the Maddens, the Flaccos. You know me. I, I grew up in – I. Audubon, Audubon and Hatton Heights like have 500 people in it, right? right. Yep, yep. So you talk to these people, there's like 5,000 people that live there, all right? His brother played with my played with my son, played football with my son. Right. He was on a football team at Eastern. Eastern, mm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with my brother Rick, who was coaching at Eastern. Yeah. He was coaching at Eastern with him. Mm. And Eli Apple, all right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Right. exactly. Um, so we're, we won the Super Bowl. We're at the big Super Bowl party, Right. So up on the stage is Mary J. Blige. We've got Beyonce. We've got the whole crew, right? It's right. Ray Lewis is up there. And we look around, and there's Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco, just wandering around the party with a Miller Lite bottle in his hand. <laughs> Nobody talking to him. He's just walking around because yeah. it's Joe Flacco. So when Jim Harbaugh was walking around there the other day, Harry, I said that was the same as the Super Bowl night party. That's Flacco just walking around. Oh, by the way, I just won a Corvette and Super Bowl right. Soaking it all in. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That is great. Randy, I, we could talk to you forever, man, but I know you got uh, you got uh, stuff to do. And um, we look forward to uh, following your daughter on, uh, you know, throughout her career. And uh, what is it at Ryan Brown Music, right? So it's that's Ryan right. Brown Music on Instagram, right. Ryan Brown Music. And then I'm on uh, Instagram, Mayor Randy Brown. Right. I'm on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I've been out of politics for three years. So I'm trying not to be political, but at times it's hard. You know, yeah. hard. well, maybe after the football days for, for yeah. Barrett's sake, he lives over there. We can get you to run for governor of New Jersey. Oh, right. my God. <laughs> that, I, I, this yeah, is we, this is this will forever be on video. So I'm not going to comment on that right this moment. Well, I know I got to bring my card wherever I go. I bring my yeah. card whatever I want to go eat somewhere or anything else. I got to bring my vaccination card. So that's right. Yep. All right. But you don't. But 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 you don't need an ID to vote. So no. no <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> Randy, great stuff. Man. I needed a vax card again. The Sixers game last night. Are you kidding me? I need a vax card and an ID. Unbelievable. For, yeah. for, for virus has a 99.95 chance of survival, whatever. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you guys want me uh, another time before the Super Bowl, let me know. I'd love to hang with you guys. As Absolutely, man. Appreciate thanks you, man. thanks so much. It. We appreciate right. it. There yeah. he is, at Randy Brown. Follow him on Instagram, his daughter. Uh, great talent, at Ryan Brown Music. And I'm telling you, uh, your daughter and his daughter need to do a song. No question. That would be super cool. Talent. Yep. Yeah. Very, very cool. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a timeout. We're late for a timeout, actually. Xander's probably very upset with me. Oh, yeah. But we'll take a short timeout. <laughs> we'll be back to finish this thing up. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. 
or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Randy Brown, he's great to talk to, man. You know, very interesting guy. A lot of different things. Football. I love talking football with with the two of you. You know, all we need is Baldy to sort of round it out. Like right, you, right. You, me, Randy, and Baldy. That would be a good show. You, you know? got the you had a finger and everything going. Oh yeah, on. yeah. You got the visual with the finger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I keep trying to reach out to him, and he, he keeps telling me, "Huh." I'm so busy. I'm swamped. I'm swamped. Keep trying, though. Keep asking me. Keep so right, every right, week, right, every right, week right. I text him. I go, "Yo, is this the week?" <laughs> we got to get before the you know before all this you know it's over with. I know, I know. So, but see, he, once the season's over with, then we can really get down and talk to him because that's when he starts breaking down the college players. So, right. I mean, even after then, you know, it'd probably be better if we wait till afterwards because you know, like I, I sat here today. After I finished working out, and I sat for an hour and a half just going over plays and, and just looking at, you know, different players, man, and breaking down different guys. For the draft, right? Like yeah, guys for the in draft. The first, yep, coming yeah, up. You, you were looking at some of the linemen that are going to go early, right? Absolutely. Yep, yep. I mean, looking at uh, the guard from Mississippi State, uh, Kenyon Green. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. He's a guard. Now, you usually don't draft guards this high, but he'll right. be worth the pick drafting him high, you know, especially with, you know, Kelsey – might not, you know, he might retire this year, or even if he's just giving, you know, a guy there that could really replace 
Um, you know, if, if Brooks decides he didn't want to come back, if he decides he wants to tire, this guy could sit right in and become the starting uh, uh, right guard. He's starting left guard right now for Mississippi State, and he is the truth. Really? Road grader. I, oh. I love him, man. Great athlete, can block the second level, drive mm-hmm. guys off the ball. Um, he's going to go early. Mississippi State puts a lot of guys in the league, man. They do, man. You know they what do, I mean? Man. I know they're the SEC, but they're kind of that second, you know, tier, yeah, third tier of the SEC. But man, the do they put a SEC guys that the they league. put in the league. Look, look at Dak. Yeah, you know, you well, got Dak, yeah. got Fletcher. Yeah, you know, I played with a guy. You know, Fred McCrary played with yeah. him. Him and Kevin Boone, Bowie, Kevin Kevin Bowie came right. from Mississippi State. Right, a lot of guys. Yeah. Um. Then I looked at uh, um, Akeem. Um, Ekwanu. Oh, that's the guy from, from NC, NC State. State. Yeah. He's supposed to go in the top 10. He might even go before Neil, the guy from um, Alabama. Alabama. Oh, wow. I think he's the better all-around player. In fact, he's 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 pretty good, man. I mean, he comes from an athletic family. You know, his, his brother plays for uh, Notre Dame. Okay. But he, he plays on the defensive side of the ball, though. But um, All right. This kid, man, big, physical, six foot four, about 320. Mm-hmm. Drive guys off the ball. Um, Which side does he uh, play? He's he left tackle. He okay. played left okay. tackle in college. All right, but he can play right tackle. He can also play guard. Neil can also do the same thing. Hmm. Um, I looked at film on uh, Drake London, the receiver we oh, talked from they USC. Talked about yeah, that they said that you know we might pick up right at the nineteenth pick. Yeah, you talking about this is the guy you want. He's like six five, isn't he? Six five, two twenty. Yeah. Reminds me a like a lot me reminds me a lot of Mike Evans. Oh wow! And he might be a little you know little better athlete than even Mike Evans. So you would love for this guy to put an Eagles jersey on. Wow! I'm telling you, he he's not he's not the he's not a JJ Ortega Whiteside. He's not a J Jones. <laughs> he's the real deal. Well, you know see, I mean? I mean, would Howie be able to recognize that? Well, he seems to look past all these good guys. Ah, he's not a good fit. Bro, all you gotta do is look at the tape. This guy's you know? Mike Evans 2.0. Right. He can he, fit anywhere. You gotta make you gotta make it happen. I mean, at the very least, his his at the very least, I see him as being um what's his name? Uh from Notre Dame last year, played at Pittsburgh. Oh, uh yeah. The guy he kind of went a little uh yeah, he, little a little goofy crazy this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his name escapes me, but the the uh the stream will get it. But yeah, yeah. He, he had a great rookie year. That well, guy. Now his second he, year wasn't as great, but his his rookie year was great. I believe this kid could be be all that, you know. Mm. <laughs> Look at guns three six yeah, five. Yeah. Three fifty yes. says he's six five two twenty soaking wet. Yeah. Soaking wet. <laughs> no, no <laughs> not Juju AJB. The other guy. Yeah, the other. Yeah, the other guy. Um, I also looked at Lewis uh, Lewis Sen. The safety from Georgia. Oh, yeah. He made plays in that championship game, man. Yeah, Claypool. <laughs> that's the guy, Ash. Claypool. Claypool. Yep, that's him. Yeah, yep. that's him. Claypool. Yep. But uh oh, Sin, yeah. I I like him. I don't see him as I see him as more of a box safety. Um so a guy to come up against the run more than cover. Yeah, but he can still cover though, but he's good enough to cover. But I see him as a box safety. Um, the kid from uh, he's not as good as that Notre Dame safety, though. No, right? yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I, I, yeah. I mean, I watched film with him, he runs sideline to sideline. That's uh, Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton, yeah, yeah, number 14. Yeah, he's he, gonna be a top five, six, seven. Yeah, pick. his yeah. number, his number sticks out, you know, a lot in that game, man. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I like him. Looked at a couple pass rushers, looked at some quarterbacks, 
you know, look for look at the corner, um, uh, Kair Elam from Florida. Yes. Yeah. Six two, hundred ninety six pounds. I mean, he might be the well. He's the second best corner in this draft. No okay. question. In fact, he might be one A. I mean, one B, and Derek Stingley Jr. probably be one A. Right. It's not a very deep draft for corners at the top, no, though, not. is it? Yeah. No. So they're going to go early. They're going to jump out early. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to draft, and they need they need to draft somebody in the secondaries. I mean, I, I know what you were saying. You were, you you and a couple other people have been saying this a lot. There's no way the Eagles use all three picks in this year's draft. And I see that, and I and I, I, I kind of feel that also. Yeah. I see them trading and just having one first-round pick yeah. in this draft. How he loves the maneuver, whether it's the maneuver up or down within that right. round and accumulate more. And I'd be totally good with if they got an extra first-round pick for next year. I'll be good the, with that if they yeah. – I, I also – but I, at the very least, we have to pick up a pass rusher. Yeah, in this draft, that's priority that's, number one. Yeah, that's our yeah. biggest need is a pass rusher, and it can be from. I would prefer it be on the outside, but they might try to get somebody from you know in the inside. You know, mm-hmm. the kid from Mississippi. No, the kid from Texas A and M. Yeah, you know they might. What's his name? Um, what the uh, lineman Marvin ne- Leal? Yeah, Leal. Yeah, Leo. yeah he, from there. he's a guy that looks to be like in the middle to late first round, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now there's a question on the stream here, Bar- uh, Barrett. For, this is from Ash. What do you think of Christian Harris? Isn't that that linebacker for Alabama that was all over the field in that championship game? Number That's, eight. He's on my wish list. Oh. He's on my wish list yeah. also. He is an animal, that guy. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> he was I in the backfield as much as the Georgia running backs in that first <laughs> half. <laughs> Talk about speed. Yeah. Well, come on, man. He, he might be the number one defensive player in the draft. Yeah. But, you know, it, it'll, it'll be tough because you can't pass those those pass rushers, dog. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Both the pass rushers from, um, from Michigan – Right. Both the pass rushers, they, Hutchinson they're, they're, and Ojabo. Yeah, yeah. Both of those guys will go uh, top five, top ten. You know, and you know Hutchinson is is, is definitely probably he, he'll probably be the first pick, and then the the kid from um, Oregon will probably be the second pick. Right. We and that, and that Christian Harris just declared a couple of days ago for the draft. By the exactly. way, exactly. So exactly. Yeah. I mean, people are going to have to redo their mock drafts here because that guy's going to be in there. He's a he's a monster. Well, see, but only thing is, you know, does he does he come in as a defensive end in a three four a three four um, linebacker or mm-hmm. as a defensive end? Well, is does he remind you of the Dallas Cowboy? You know, he reminds me. Harris reminds me more of a not Parsons. necessarily him. Not Parsons. No, Parsons is a. If anything, I Parsons is a different animal. You know, mm-hmm. in, in fact, I would I would think that um, I would I would think that the kid, you know, Lloyd would be more so like a Harris. I mean, I mean, Lloyd would be more so like a guy that you know that you you see in uh, Michael Parsons. So Lloyd, the the linebacker from Utah, yes, is more okay, yes. Okay. But you know, he, he can still mix it up, man. This Harris guy recorded 45 solo tackles, five and a half sacks, and two forced fumbles during the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we can only dream about stuff like that because they're they're not going to invest that. I know. They won't invest that. I know. We'll see him. We'll we'll root for him on another team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I love doing that too because uh, that's how I watch football a lot of time. I'm like, yeah, I like that guy for the Eagles. Right, right. <laughs> like pointing to the screen, telling my wife, I really thought the Eagles should have drafted this guy. <laughs> She's like, oh, great. They didn't though, did they? And no. I'm like, nope. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. It happens all the time, though, man. I know. All the time. I know. Yeah, we'll have to get Randy on one more time, maybe uh, before the Super Bowl or whatever. Yeah. Love talking to him. Yeah. Love talking yeah. to him. And, and that's who he is all the time, man. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. And you think about it, like Harbaugh, you know, he lost the last six games, obviously. He lost his quarterback, you know, it's, yep. you know which was the – you know the real reason they have Lamar Jackson they don't lose six in a row they're in the playoffs um but Harbaugh is one of those guys John Harbaugh like if you lost let's just say Bashadi decided to make a change for whatever harebrained reason and he got rid of Harbaugh I would fire my coach five seconds later I'd be on the phone. No, no disrespect to Sirianni. Nice guys had a nice year, and he'll get a job somewhere else. But I'd be if I'm Lurie, I'm on the phone to, to Nick. Hey, you're out. Right, uh, right. I'm hiring John Harbaugh, <laughs> and I would I would charter the jet immediately to Baltimore and go pick him up. He wouldn't. He wouldn't pass waivers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. How, you know how you you wait as an right. NFL player. You got to wait. Um, right. For waivers for four hours of waivers. Right. He right. Right. Make it past waivers. Yeah. There's no way he'll make it past waivers. He's that, he's that good of a coach, man. They love him. Everybody loves him. I know. Harbaugh's so easy to get along with, too, man. Yeah. So easy to get along with. I can remember, you know, just he, he wants you to do – he wants you to be successful. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you want from a coach. He wants you to be successful. If he sees something in you that you don't see, he makes it his mission to make sure that you do hmm. get to that level. So, I mean, I, there's, no, there's no way that I wouldn't um, – I wouldn't do anything for John. Anything. Right. If he if he told me, "Hey man, I need you to come coach," I would have to leave the middle dog and go coach with him. I'm oh yeah, saying, you know. Yeah, yeah I, well, I, I, I don't. I don't understand that. <laughs> you know? I, I totally would understand that. You you would have my blessing. Right. Yeah, you know, I'd sort of I'd sort of feel like Andy Reid here. I'd be like, you know, yeah, I just want my guy to go and expect, you know, in, improve his career. Yeah, well, see, I mean, yeah. I'd have to, you know, see, I then have to go talk to everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I know, I know, my boy Xander be pissed off. Oh yeah, he'd be yeah. cussing me now. Yeah, well, you can't worry yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Now, at Phillies fan 1965 points out a fact. He says, and Harbaugh lost two games before they because they went for two to tie. I think one of them was against the Packers with the backup quarterback, if I remember, yep. right? Yep. That was late in the season. Yep. 31-30, they lost that game. He went for two. Instead and of just kicking the field on tying it. Yep. Was the other game against the Rams? Mm. Yes, they it was. They lost that 20 to 19. Yep. So I'm yep. thinking that might have been the other one. So yeah. Yep. He just went he just went for it. So uh that's a good point. These these people on the stream, they're they they know what's they know what's going on, man. Exactly. I'll tell you. All right, we still got to do uh, the rest of that uh, that list. I find that stuff kind of interesting with those predictions. That was a great read, man. I, well, we you know. we can get into the more of that tomorrow. We never even touched on the uh, on the Sixers stuff because we couldn't uh, we couldn't uh, have time. So maybe we can dive into that tomorrow. 
And of course, we got to get into these games because I know Barrett, you're going to be breaking these down. We can get into even more of your breakdowns of the first round players too. Now that you've started that, and also, uh, and also, you know, at the end of that list, man, the the, the coaching stuff kind of threw me for a loop, man. At the end of the list, the, the top oh. ten. The oh, coaching stuff at the end. Yeah, let me let me just see what you're talking about because I kind of forget. I've been looking at so much stuff. Right. <laughs> um, oh well, there's there's one about Baker Mayfield at the end. There's one about Aaron Rodgers. Um, oh, a major coaching name. Now I see what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave yeah. for television. See, oh, see? oh yes, I find that, that interesting. So see? you know, yeah. Yep. You know why I love that? Because it's <laughs> chaos. <laughs> absolute <laughs> freaking chaos i can't get exactly. enough all right well we'll talk at you tomorrow stay tuned for big sills later today birds 365 tomorrow we'll be back at 11 tomorrow thanks go for the midnight dares go for the memories go for the view that goes on forever go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink go to bed whenever you want or don't go for him go for her go for the wind go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com at stateside vodka every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free what's that uh a rocks glass you're telling me that bottle is cut in half you could say that and you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hard-working American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank